Well, praise the Lord and God bless you this afternoon and welcome to the Tabernacle of Deliverance Sunday evening service. Uh, once again, I'm Pastor Wells and I'm excited about what God is doing for us, with us, through us, and in the midst of us, regardless of all the stuff going on today. And we all know that there's a lot of stuff going on today. I mean, like at points, total madness, fighting wars, chaos, confusion. Um, there's just all kinds of stuff going on today. But, however, in the midst of all the stuff that's going on, we need to thank God for what he's doing for us, how he's bringing us through in the midst of all the tests, all the midst of all the trials, all the midst of everything going on. Amen. Thank God if you have a job, you have a roof over your head, you got something to praise God for. They used to sing a song, I got something to praise the Lord for. I've got something to praise the Lord for. Brought me out of darkness into his marvelous light. I've got something to praise the Lord for. We do have something to praise the Lord for. I know some people say, I ain't got nothing to praise God for. Well, he woke you up this morning. He started you on your way. He gave you his travel mercies when you went to work. When you got on the road. So God has been truly good to you. Amen. So I'm just excited about what God is doing today. Bow your heads for me and let's pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I come before you in the behalf of those watching the television broadcast today and those that are listening uh, by podcast or YouTube or Twitter, whatever way they watch it. But, oh, Lord God, I ask that you touch every little soul and break every yoke in their life and meet the needs in their life today. In Jesus' name, I thank you for saving. I thank you for delivering and making free. In Jesus' name, amen. Get your Bibles. Get your Bibles. So with something going on. Every day we live, we breathe. We're going to face different type of challenge. Amen. So it's not no mystery. I don't know. I don't know why people constantly say, oh, why this happened to me today? Or why this? In this yeah. world that we live, uh, fix it again. Uh, in this world that we live, we always are going to have something going on. I don't care how wealthy you are, how poor you are, what color you are, where you come from. In this life or on this earth, you're always going to be dealing with something. You're always going to be dealing with something. You own stock, you'll be fighting to make sure that you, you don't lose all your money with that. Uh, you own a business, you'll be fighting to make sure you don't go in debt with that. You got a home, you got to make sure you keep your home. Well, it's always, always something. It's always something. But we have God to bring us through. Well, today I want to talk to you about a, a, a topic today that's interesting that came across me while I was reading uh, in the book of Job. So today I want to talk to you about touching the almighty. Touching almighty God. And a, a lot of people don't know how to touch God. A lot of people don't know who the Almighty is. And today I want to talk to you about touching the Almighty. Now, people say, nobody never seen God. Well, there's people that see Jesus Christ. And if you've seen Jesus Christ, you've seen the Father. That's what he says. You see me, you see the Father. But. Listen to this. The Bible said that God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in what? In spirit and in truth. So, therefore, 
you can't communicate with God. Get your Bible and go with Job. Go to Job chapter 21 and verse 15. And let's talk a little bit about touching the Almighty. Not everybody is interested in touching the Almighty. Not everybody wants to walk with God. Not everybody wants to talk with God. Nobody wants, everybody ain't interested in God, but when they stand before God, they'll be the first person to say, oh God, why did you forget me? God didn't forget you, you forgot him. So let's look at uh, uh, Job chapter 21, verse 15. It says, what is the almighty that we should serve him? And what profit have we if we pray unto him? I'll read it again. What is the almighty that we should serve him, and what profit should we have if we pray unto him? Now, I, I want to go back up to verse 14 real quick. Verse 14 says, Therefore say unto God, depart from us, for we desire not the knowledge of thy ways. So go back to 15 again. What is almighty? that we should serve him and what profit should we have if we pray unto him? Oh, that sounds like us. We the first person to say, I ain't going to church, I'm not serving God. Well, you don't have to go to a church building to serve God in the first place. Let's get that straight. You gotta first of all, get to know him as your personal savior by repenting of your sins and accepting Jesus Christ as your personal savior. That has nothing to do with going to a church building. A temple, a synagogue, anywhere else you wanna go. You can get prayed, you can get saved in your car, in the bathroom. Uh, you, can get, you can get saved anywhere. You can get saved in the shower. You can get saved anywhere. You just need to repent of your sins and accept Jesus Christ as your personal savior. However, in this verse 15, they're talking about who in the world is almighty. Why should I serve him now? Anybody that's a Gentile in general, we know things by nature. We automatically know there's a God. I'm telling you, Gentile people automatically know that there's a God. Now, everybody running around calling themselves Jews today are not Jews. They're just following the Jewish religion. And traditions. You got to tell us the way it is. Okay? People get upset at me when I say, well, the original Jews were black folk. They say, no, don't say that. Well, you got to tell the truth. I mean, you didn't have no white folks in uh, 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 Egypt and in Africa until they went over there and invaded, if you want to tell the truth. All right. We got that far out the way. But this is not about White, black, green, or Chinese is about these people, regardless, did not want to serve God. They did not want to hear anything about serving the Almighty. They didn't want to hear nothing about obeying the Almighty. And they sure didn't want to pray to Him. What profit are we going to get out of it? See, that's how we are, first of all. You know how folks are. They want to get something out of everything. The first thing comes out of their mouth, what I'm getting out of it. If you're an investor, listen to this. If you're an investor and you, somebody approach you about investing in the business, I'm talking about legitimate business, I'm not talking about a scam. And they, they approach you, well, 
let's take Republic. Republic.com uh, is a, 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 a place where you can do investing in businesses. So you go there and you sign up to invest in businesses. The first thing you want to know, what am I getting out of investing in this business? Well, let's just give you a little knowledge. All investing platforms have different uh, 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 rules. Some do revenue sharing. Some do uh, 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 debt uh, 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 loans and stuff. Some do different things. How you make money. But the whole thing with that is everybody is investing for one reason. To get something out of it. Don't stay crazy. And I don't know crazy people that invest. They're all investing so they can get something, regardless if it's revenue shares or revenue sharing, or whether it's getting stock out of it, securities, etc. And uh, they want to get something out of it. These people in this verse of scripture didn't want nothing from God. They say, Why should look at that verse, verse 21. Verse 21, uh, verse 15 of uh, uh, Job 21 says, what is the almighty that we should serve him? That's the first thing came out of their mouth. Why should I serve the almighty? Who is he? You know, when you ask people questions like, uh, how did you get up this morning? Some say, well, my alarm clock went off. And then you turn around and say, well, how come some people died in their sleep? They had their alarm clock go off at seven and they still died. Well, they say, I don't know, maybe they were sick. Not all the time. Some people die of massive heart attacks in their bed. Some people die from male heart attacks. Some people die from stress. What am I saying? They said they didn't want to serve the Almighty, so why should they? So when you ask them, who woke you up this morning? My alarm clock. No, your alarm clock didn't wake you up. It was God's mercy that he allowed you to awake. Because I can tell you for a fact that no one is known that when most, a lot, a lot of business executives go to work by 9 o'clock, they catch a heart attack. It's bizarre, but it's a fact. A lot of them that go to work, Sit at their desk and catch a heart attack and die. That's not a myth. That's not a theory. That's a fact. But these people didn't really know and know nothing about God. They already knew who he was. They said, I'm not serving God under no circumstances. And why should I pray under him? Well, I could do my thing. But here's the part that a lot of people miss. You I'm going to stand before God whether you want to or not. That's the best part. I like that part because it's not about a black thing. It's not about a white thing. It's not about a Chinese thing. It's not about a rich thing, a middle class thing. But everybody is going to stand before God. And even the so-called atheists. Now, the funny thing about the atheists, let's look at some of these people here with atheists. Now, listen to this about the atheists. The funny thing about the atheists, they spend all their time trying to prove they don't believe in God. I don't believe in no God. So when you tell them the shaka of shaka, that's your religion. I'm not a religious person. I'm not. You are. That is your religion. 
That's what you serve 24 hours a day, atheism. You're, that's it. You don't want to touch the Almighty, but however, you got to touch him. Because when you stand before you, your actions are going to show before him. He's going to reveal your whole life. In fact, check this out. Scientists just proved, listen to this. I was reading that scientists proved that when a person dies, their life story flashed before them. Isn't that something? I didn't make it. I'm not making this up. Scientists just proved when a person dies, their life flashes before them. I don't know how they figure this out. They must be fooling around with some people dying or something. You know, scientists, they always meddling with stuff. Amen? They're always in the sup. But the thing here is, the same thing with atheists say, I don't believe in God, but they don't realize that's their religion. They don't realize it. They make a big thing. I'm not, I'm atheist. I don't believe in no God. There is no God. They don't realize that that's who they're serving. The devil, the God of atheism. They don't realize it. See, the devil don't believe it. The devil believes in God and knows who he is, but he makes it his best to teach people that there is no God. Isn't that something? Now, the, the Bible tells us that the devil trembles at the word of God, but he don't want you to know the word of God because then he's going to lose you, touching the Almighty. The devil already been in heaven, so it's not a new place to him. You just ain't been there. That's all it says one look will change your mind. Well, one look will change your mind. Let's move on. Let's go to Job chapter 38. Now listen to this verse. Job chapter 38. Job chapter 38. And verse 3. Listen to this. Listen to what God had to say to those very same people. Verse 38 verse 3 says, Gird up thy line like a man. For I was a man of thee, and answer thou me. I'll read it again. Girl up thy lines like a man, for I was a man of thee, and answer thou me. Now this is God speaking. Because mankind, we have this thing to say, I did this by myself. I built this business by myself. I do everything for my family by myself. I, I do this and I do that. I'm the one that drive that car. I'm the one that put that oil in that car. I'm the one that kicked that car in the road. I'm the one, I'm the one, I'm the one. So this scripture, God turned around and said, I got a question for you today. Where were you when I created this planet? Where were you when I created the oceans, the rivers, the lakes, and the sea? Where were you? Where were you when I created the birds? Where were you when I created the alligators? Where were you when I created Adam and Eve? Where were you? Beloved, you got to understand something. You don't want to get in a situation when God asks you something like that because you're in trouble. When God demands a question, asks you a question and demands an answer, you're in a serious situation. I'd rather be in trouble with the mafia than with God. Because at least with the mob, you might be able to give them some money to leave you alone. But what you going to give God? Oh, y'all ain't listening to me today. What you going to give God when he demands? 
answered from you. God wanted to know, where were you? He was talking to Job, and Job was already talking about some other stuff. And God said, where were you, man? Wait, now you got to understand something about Job and God. They were friends. Job was a righteous man, but he went off key. And then God said, hold up, buddy, hold up. Where were you when I created this earth? Where were you when I did that? Where were you when I woke you up this morning? People take this for granted. When I drive on the highway, I always tell y'all this one, and it's a fact. I'm always going to ask God for a traveling mercy that he covers us with Jesus plus his blood because I don't know what's going to take place on that highway. But God already knows, so I'm going to acknowledge him. Amen. The Bible said in all our ways, acknowledge him and he'll direct your path. You can go to all the church buildings you want. That ain't going to save you. Well, I shook my pastor's hand. My pastor prayed for me, so I know I'm saved. No, your salvation ain't based off no handshake and no preacher praying for you. Your salvation is based off you obeying what God's word said and accepting Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. It ain't no other way. We're talking about touching the Almighty. When your life touches the Almighty, that, oh, my God, he's going to move in your behalf. If you really read the Bible, in the New Testament, you want to know about the story of Stephen. When they stoned Stephen, the Lord Jesus stood up from his chair because he was moved. And he wasn't happy about what was taking place. There's something about, I know of a story when I was younger, when I first got saved. There was this young guy. He wasn't all that mentally stable. He, was, he had a mental issue. Uh, what they say, mental challenges. So these boys in the neighborhood used to pick on him all the time, right? But one day somebody robbed him and killed him. Listen to this. It was a situation back then where the police wasn't a big hobby of really helping black folks. Now, just be truthful. Oh, they're not that happy about it today. They get busted all the time. But the whole thing here was the people of God begin to call on the Almighty. Amen. They begin to call on God because everybody was upset now. This guy don't bother nobody. Why they had to do this? Well, I had a very unusual situation took place. The guy who killed him got caught so fast, it was unbelievable. That's not, that wasn't normal for that. What happens is, when God gets involved, then there's another story of a man that robbed somebody, did some stuff to them. They say the man had to run to the police. Now this is the criminal. The criminal had to run to the police from protection from God. <laughs> I'm not making this up. They the police is stunned. He said, yeah, arrest me, please, please, please. And he confessed to what he did. He confessed to what he did. Ain't nobody knew. It's just like when they did, the, uh, uh, Mel Gibson did the movie, The Passion of Christ. The man murdered his wife, got rid of the Bible, the, the body. He got rid of the body. Nobody knew. They questioned him for years, trying to get the information. Now, he wouldn't tell. He was tight-lipped. Who he seen? The Passion of Christ. 
The Spirit of God got on that man. That man turned himself in. And to the amazement of the police, even knew his body was, the, his wife's body was. Nobody could ever get that man to confess nothing. They had the best detectives work on the case. They couldn't crack the case. They couldn't find nothing. And he wouldn't say nothing. He got away with scamming them all along. But the Almighty got involved. You got to understand something about the Almighty. When you touch the Almighty, something's going to take place. That's why I tell people, leave people alone because you don't know who the heirs of salvation are. The heirs of salvation are God's chosen people. I'm not talking about the 144,000 people who are going to say, I'm one of the 144,000. You are not. Touching the Almighty. This scripture here shows that God demanded, gird up thy love like a man, and I will demand of thee, last of thee. He wanted him now to tell him, where were you? I remember when I was younger, I was going, I was at a prayer meeting at one of my friend's house, and this so-called prophet gonna come prophesying to me. And the first thing came out of my mouth was, where were you when I was going through all that stuff? All of a sudden, you coming to prophesy to me? No, 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 no. I already know God brought me through. Now you come prophesying. I said, don't even touch me. I don't play. I'm going to tell you, take your hands off me. Don't even try. I'll even move, make sure you will fall on the floor. You won't be laying hands on me. I don't know where your hands been. I don't know what you're doing. I don't know you. We got to touch the Almighty with our proper living. You ain't fooling nobody. You want God traveling mercies, you need to acknowledge him. You want God's blessing on your home, your job, you need to acknowledge him. The life we live speaks for us. Ain't nothing speaking better than our life. We can go to church and fool people all we want. We can be religious all we want, but you will not obtain eternal life being religious. That's the scripture. I didn't write it. Let's move on. Let's go to Job 37 and 23. Job 27 and 30, uh, 37 and 23 says, Touching the Almighty, we cannot find him out. He is excellent in power and in judgment, and in plenty of justice he will not afflict. I'll read it again. Touching the Almighty, we cannot find him out. He is excellent in power and in judgment and in plenty of justice, he will not afflict. We can't find God out. People, people and scientists, they're trying to find God out. They study. Oh, people don't know that scientists use the Bible. The United States government, government and many other governments use the Bible. You just don't know that they use the Bible. That's why a lot of these countries are trying to go to Mars and Venus and all these other planets because they know this earth is in trouble. They already destroyed the earth, but they want to go to another planet and colonize, take it over and destroy that too. That's just man nature. The Bible says the man that's born of a woman is of a few days and full of trouble. He always going to do something to get in trouble and to stay in trouble. 
He always going to be messing with somebody. He always going to be robbing somebody. Oh, you don't have to rob power people with a gun today. You could just go on the computer and rob them. You can send them that scam links and they click it and they take all your money like they did the old man. He's 90 years old, took his $2 million Bitcoins out, cashed out. Hey, somebody must be knew he got the money and sent him an email. And in the email, he clicked the link. And when he clicked the link, bye-bye $2 million. And I heard the government don't want to do nothing about it. Because he's 90. He don't have no family. You know that? They don't care. He's 90 about to die. Oh, why should we waste our resources to get his $2 million back? Isn't that something? I'm not making this up. You don't hear about everything that's going on in the news, thank God. You hear one will be falling out. But look at the scripture in chapter 37, verse 23. It says, touching the Almighty, we cannot find him out. We always try to figure God out. The moment they think they got to figure it out, then they realize they missed something. Like all those dumb people, I call them dumb. All those people, dumb people that were following Hyrule Campion. He talking about he calculated the time when Jesus is coming back. He calculated the time. The first time he psyched them and told them that, oh, I miscalculated. And then he turned around and told them, it was, <coughs> I think it was a July, uh, um, well, I think it was 2016 or something like that. I can't remember the date. I think. Yeah. But yes, 13 or something. Oh, 2013 or something. I can't remember the date. This guy had all these people, and I'm not talking about dumb uh, people in general. I'm talking about people that have good jobs, educated people, pastors. All these people follow Harold Campion. All those people follow them. Uh, uh, what's, the, what's, the, uh, what's the name of that thing? station? Uh, Family no. Radio. Huh? Family Radio. All those people that were following Family Radio, a lot of those people went so late home. Casting their pension to send his ministry all that money. I'm not making this up. And I happened to meet a young man. Why? I was cut, uh, uh, going down the road and I stopped and pulled over and asked him to give me a flight because I wanted to know what was going on. When I realized that it was Harold Campion uh, uh, with that nonsense about Jesus coming back at Coney Island, New York. I said, young man, come here. Let me talk to you a minute. I said, you know, uh, he doesn't know when Jesus come back. Yes, he do. He calculated the information at the right time. He calculated the information. And the young man told me such a sad part was that my family disowned me because I'm running with, with Harold Campion, but they don't know the truth that Harold Campion know when Jesus comes. So I said, young man, okay. I said, young man, Harold Campion or nobody on this planet know when Jesus Christ is coming back because the Bible plainly states no man knows how or the day when the Son of Man is going to return, only the Father. The angels and Jesus Christ himself don't know. Harold Campion don't know. Well, 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 he told me I was wrong. I told the young man, I said, go back to your family and apologize and get right. Don't be messed up with your family because crazy Harold Campion. Well, guess what, y'all? Uh, that day came and passed. Jesus didn't come to meet nobody in Coney Island because he wasn't coming. But it, the problem here is I hold up my Bible here before y'all. If you don't read this Bible for yourself, you'll get taken into that. The Bible said if it was possible, the very elect would be fooled and deceived. 
But if you read what your Bible says, it plainly states nobody know what Jesus is coming back. Let me pray for the uh, 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 television station folks right now. Father, in Jesus' name, I ask you to touch, save, and deliver everybody that's watching this TV broadcast right now. Break every yoke in their life. In Jesus' name, amen. You cannot obtain eternal life outside of God's world, of God's word. You cannot attain it. But these people sold their home. And the sad thing about this, you know where they found Harold Camp in it? They found that man in a hotel. Now, he told everybody to cut up his credit, their credit cards and stuff and all this stuff, but he didn't cut up his. He used his to check into the hotel. Now, I ain't making it up. It's all facts, not man, not theory, not make-believe. Touching the Almighty. That's what we're talking about, touching the Almighty. The Bible said, why call me Lord, Lord, and don't do the things that I say do? Everybody want to say, they go to church, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. The Bible said, everybody that say, Lord, Lord, is not going to end. Oh, y'all ain't hearing me today. I know this is not one of those messages to make you feel good. Even if I had an organist going, dun, 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 every time I said about dun, 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 you still got to get right with God. <laughs> I'm going to tell you something. It says in verse 23 of chapter 37 of Job, touching the Almighty, we cannot find him out. We can't find him out because he's been here before us. God is eternal self-existent. You ain't going to figure him out. It says he is excellent in power and in judgment. That's the difference with God and man. That is the whole difference. Number one, God has all power. I don't care what the devil tell people. I don't care how he possess people. It don't move me because I know that God has the last say. Ah, oh, y'all don't hear me today. God has the last say, not man. I don't care what they say. The doctor can say, well, you're going to die in six months. Well, you need to go to God. The Bible says that we should go to God. The song says, I can go to God in prayer. You can't go to God prayer. But you need to make sure you're right with God. Because the Bible said, now we know that God hath not sinners when they pray. But if any, <coughs> any man be a worshiper of a God, any man be a worshiper of God, hear me hear it. That's when you get right with God. That's when you get saved or repent of your sins. Not before that. But this scripture here tells us that He's excellent in power. That means there's no failure. <clears throat> He's not hooked up to no battery. <laughs> He's not a lecturer. He's excellent in judgment. He's not like us. We judge mankind in general, judges based on what they I see. I'm serious. You don't believe me? <clears throat> I know somebody. <clears throat> That was marrying this girl. I'm serious. <laughs> Don't laugh when I say this. But the girl looked like a creature from the Black Lagoon. <laughs> I seen a girl marry a guy. Good. Uh, 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 she's beautiful when you see her features. This guy will scare you to death when you look at him. <clears throat> so just like the scripture says that God is excellent in judgment. 
we judge by only what we see. You could meet the most beautiful man, or most beautiful women, or most handsome man. They look beautiful, good looking. But man, they can have the worst spirit of all. They could be the most nastiest, evil person you could ever meet. Because we judge by our eyes and our ears. We don't deal with the heart. This is why we got to allow God to give us our mate. I know a lot of people say, oh, you know, I don't want God to give me nobody. He don't, he's, not, he's not a good on that. God is excellent in judgment. We're not. We act like we are, but we're not. Because you know what? <clears throat> the truth is, I know people don't like to hear this part, but you can buy out a preacher. You can buy out a cop. You can buy out a judge. You can buy out a, a banker. You can. Name the right price. Most of them going to say yes. They don't care. They want the money. They want the gold. They want the silver. When they forget the main scripture said, all the gold is mine, all the silver is mine, I got a cattle on a thousand hills. God already telling you that you just need to trust him. Here's another thing about God in this verse. He's plenty in justice. He do justice. He's a God of justice. Oh, we're not God. God. We have what we call, uh, what they call that word, preferable justice. We're going to pass judgment on whom we want to. Because if somebody gives us the right amount of money or the right amount of stuff, we're going to overlook their crime and their wrongdoing. Oh, yeah, churches do it. The pastor be doing all kind of wicked things, getting the girls pregnant and messing with the boys, stealing money. But then the people find out all he got to do is find the right person that to take a bribe. Right in the church. They're going to take that bribe and play like nothing's going on. And they all fall out. The Bible said, do not be a partaker of another man's sin. Touching the almighty. The rest of this verse tells us that he will not afflict. Now, Here's the thing that we need to understand about God. God does not run around afflicting people. The Bible said many are the affliction of the righteous, but the Lord brings them out of them all. Oh, yes, he do. He'll bring you out. He don't put you in affliction. Oh, people don't understand that. God does not afflict people. A lot of times your sins catch up with you. A lot of time, the sins that you've done catch up with you. That's why my sister said something to me interesting the other day. Listen to this. She said, but Lord, sometimes people need to get delivered from when they was a teenager. They got hurt. Some of them were abused when they were a teenager. They got saved, but they never got delivered from their teenagers. All that teenage pain and when they were a kid, they were being a physically and mentally Abuse. They never got delivered. They never allowed God to deliver them. They accepted Christ as their personal Savior and went on. But that, that pain, that misery of the affliction, still there. And it holds them back from reaching their potential in God and their life. Let's move on. <clears throat> 
let's go to Joel chapter 1 and verse 15. Joel chapter 1, verse 15. Joel chapter 1 and verse 15, and it says, At least for the day, for the day of the Lord is at hand, and destruction from the Almighty shall it come. I'll read it again. At least for the day, for the day of the Lord is at hand, and instruction from the Almighty shall it come. Why will God say in one scripture that he on a flick, and then in another scripture he said that instruction is going to come from the Almighty? Because man and the devil do the afflicting, and God is going to bring destruction on those people. Amen. And he's going to destroy the devil. God is promised throughout history, throughout the Bible, that in the last day, this earth would be burnt up. He flooded it. They still wouldn't get right. Now he's going to burn it up. That's why I told you a lot of scientists are trying to find ways to colonize another planet. They know what this Bible says. That's why they want to get off this planet. They just won't tell you. And besides, us regular folks that's not billionaires, we wouldn't be gone. Did you ever see the movie Armageddon? I think it's Armageddon. Only the super rich was allowed to board those ships. No more of you. Okay, I think it was Armageddon and uh, what was the other one? I forgot the other one. But, no, that was 2020. 2020. Uh, that was 20, yeah, I think it's 2012. 2012. That was 2012. Armageddon was about, uh, was another story. 2012. They wouldn't let the people board the shit because the people had already paid $100 million and uh, the average show. Don't got 500,000, much less 100 million. That's how that will work, because they want to get off this planet. You you watch. Stop being blind. Open your eyes and we'll see what's going on. Don't you know they already got a uh, sense uh, I'm in a travel business? I already know you could do number one air cruises. Soon you are uh, virgin and all of them. You're going to be able to, uh, regular people soon are going to be able, you're going to have to pay money though. You're going to be able to go outside of the solar system in a, a, a spaceship. They already have it, but it's extremely expensive right now. However, they try to find ways to get off this planet. Amen. Little do they know, God is not allowing them to colonize over there. They're going to pay for their sins. Y'all thinking y'all gonna go off this planet colonizing? God ain't allowing no colonizing. He's not gonna let you go destroy no other planet. Some of them were trying, some scientists been trying to find heaven. They think they found it. <laughs> some of them think they found it. They found this planet. Then they found another planet that's just like Earth. Oh, I keep up with what's going on. I'm not, I'm not a dummy. Yes. Let's move on. Let's go to Job chapter 32. Back to Job chapter 32. <clears throat> you need to get to know what God has to say. 
Job chapter 32 and verse 8. I want you to listen to this verse. But there is a spirit in man, and the inspiration of Almighty giveth them understanding. I'll read it again. <clears throat> but there's a spirit in man, and the inspiration of the Almighty giveth them understanding. There's another scripture in the Bible, listen to this, that says, man does nothing on his own. I was shocked when I read that. Now, you saw, you hear people say, well, I'm doing this is what I want to do. The Bible said we ain't doing nothing on our own. It's a spirit in us got us doing what we're doing. Huh? It's a spirit in us that's got us doing what we're doing. Whether we're doing wickedness or righteousness, there's a spirit in us. We ain't doing this on our own. So look at what the scripture says here. But there's a spirit in man. And the inspiration of the Almighty giveth them understanding. The Almighty will give you the understanding you need. Oh, if you want it. If you want God to give you understanding, ask for it. Amen. Now listen, I want to tell you something that's really interesting. The Bible says, that God giveth every man a measure of faith. Everybody on this earth, whether they are atheist, Catholic, Presbyterian, Pentecostal, holiness, every human being on this earth is given a measure of faith. Everybody. Everybody is given a measure of faith. It's what they do with it. That's the thing. Now, every man is given a measure of faith. But listen to this. Every man is not given wisdom. The Bible says, if any man lack wisdom, let him ask the Father of light who give up rightly. He'll give it freely. But we got to ask. So every man has faith to trust in the Almighty. Yes, it should. Now, if you, if you really read the Bible in the New Testament, you're going to find out Jesus said, whosoever will. Let them come. People today run around with chains on their neck with a cross on their neck. They go to the church. They got a cross on the wall with Jesus hanging on the wall, or they just have a cross on the wall. Well, you need to get rid of that. Jesus, first of all, is not hanging on your neck. I know all the bishops run around with a cross in their pocket. That's idolatry. I know people get up and say, don't say that. Well, you got to tell the truth. And you run around with a cross on your neck. Well, the robber, listen to this. The robber and the thief don't care that you got that cross around your neck. And if it's made of gold or real silver, they're going to snatch it off your neck and take it. <laughs> they're going to snatch it off your neck and say, ooh, I can get some money for this. Don't move. And you'll probably say, that's my cross. That's your cross? Now that ain't mine. It's mine. And then you go to church, they got it on a wall. Jesus is not on no cross. He rose. I got to say this, because it really gets to me. 
Jesus' death would have meant nothing for us sinners if he didn't rise from the dead. And if he was not ascended, y'all ain't understanding me today. If Jesus just came and died, it would have meant nothing for us sinners. But any man can die. Any man can die, but not any man can rise from the dead and then be ascended on high. That's why he's the son of the living God, the savior of the world, because he died, rose, and ascended. They don't really teach it that much. They talk so much about Jesus dying, but they need to understand without his resurrection and ascension, his death would have been in vain. Because Martha Luther King died for black folk, uh, this body died for those folk. All these people died in the behalf of their people. They took the risk to go out there and fight for their people and die. So Christ would have been another one of those folks that just died for millions of people that don't even know him and don't even want him. But his resurrection and his ascension did the fact. Look at that verse. Verse 8. But there's the spirit in man, and the inspiration of the Almighty giveth them understanding. The inspiration of the Almighty gives you understanding if you want it. The scriptures say, Whosoever will, let them come. You come to the Almighty, but you're only coming through Jesus Christ. Ah. People say, well, I go to God on my own. No, you're going through Jesus Christ or you ain't going. Why? Because Jesus died and rose from the dead. He don't acknowledge us. God don't acknowledge us. Not without Christ. Without Christ, Jesus, the Lord God Almighty is not going to acknowledge you. You can be religious all you want. You can wear dresses down to your tippy, tippy toes and you can wear all white, cover your whole head and your face. It ain't moving God. God is not in the materialistic stuff. If you don't believe me, go read about Genesis with Adam and Eve. God walked around and hung out with them and they were buck naked and didn't know. So it didn't move him. So you covering up from your head to your toe ain't moving God. It's the life you live. Let's move on. Let's go to 2 Peter chapter 3. We're talking about the Almighty. Second Peter chapter 3 and verse 9. Look at this verse. Now, when you read this verse, it rebukes some of us because some of us have this issue with God and we go complain to him about he ain't doing his job. Second Peter chapter 3 verse 9 said, The Lord is not slack concerning his promise. But as some men count slackness, but long suffering toward us were not willing that every should any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. I'll read it again. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise. As some men count slackness. But as long suffering to us word, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come unto repentance. I'll say it again. The Lord God Almighty is not slack 
concerning his promise of eternal life, of all provisions and protection. He's not slack. But some of us count slackness because we're ignorant of God's righteousness. Because God don't move when we say he should move, he's slack. I remember I was dealing with something regarding business. And I'm going to tell you the truth. It didn't look like it was going to work. It didn't look like it was going to happen. I, the devil even told me it wasn't going to happen. But I know God's not slack concerning his promises. And I hold God to him not being slack. And God performed. You have to hold God to his word and trust him and expect for him to perform his word, not yours. The Bible said he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. Notice he said he sent. Touching the almighty. When we touch God in our living, things going to take place. When we obey God, things going to take place. When you look at that verse in 2 Peter, it says, God, but, but God, but the Lord is not slack. He ain't lazy. He's not sleeping on a job as some of us. I know I could, I could testify to uh, one time I was coming back, I think from Virginia. And I was driving on the highway. My brothers, they, all of us were on the highway. He was in his car and I was in my car. My wife. And all I can remember as I was driving on that highway that, that day is that I woke up waving to my brother that I was getting on the Palisades Parkway. I was driving down 95 and everything. I can't remember nothing. I woke up, I slept. God took the control of, control of my will. I angel, somebody wasn't driving the show with my wife because she was asleep. But I'm not bragging on that. That's just God's mercy. The Almighty is capable of protecting you as you drive. That's why you got to strive to live before God every day. This is not a joke. This is not a gimmick. Touching the Almighty with the life that you live where God will want to be a part with you. The Bible says, listen to this. The Bible says, and I think it's the book of Psalms, said, with long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. God wants to show you his salvation. He wants to give you long life. Now, some people get even longer life. Now, check this out. The scripture says that today, oh, let me go back. Back in the Old Testament, listen to this. God gave them, after he cut down the years, he gave them 120 years. Read your Bible. He gave them 120 years, but they kept messing up, so he cut it to uh, 70. So he said, man is given three score and 10 years. If by reason of strength, they get four score years, which is 80. As we know, people are living beyond 80. They're living beyond 100. Yes, they are. Well, check this out. How they live all those extra years it's going to be a bigger burden to them when they stand before God because they got more than they was due. I'm not kidding you. It's true. They got their three score and ten, and if by reason of strength in their body, you got to have the strength in your body, and you'll get four score years. But some of them got more. Some of them got another 30. 
serious. I'm serious. But the thing here is, listen to this. Touching the Almighty, he's a gracious God. He's a kind and wonderful God that likes to bless people. That's where we, that's where the devil rip us off. He don't want us to know that God take the light in his people. That he take the light in blessing us and giving us the things that we need. Our lack of trust is what caused us to miss out on many blessings. God does not operate outside of faith. I'm going to say it again. God does not operate out outside of faith. I just told you before that the Bible said that God has given every man on this planet a measure of faith. I don't know how much. The Bible said if you have faith that a grain of musket seed and don't doubt in your heart, speak to that mountain that's going to move. You can speak to that cancer in your body. Yeah? And it dry out. Because you don't die. I know somebody that did that. He was giving up to die. And the so-called saved people would tell him, well, you need your prepare to die. And they said, I refuse to die. But they said, what you going to do? I'm going to act on this Bible that we, my husband, been preaching on. Hmm? I, I, I got testimony. I could give testimony to the by myself, but that story there was interesting. That woman walked up in her down in her house, confessing the scripture, confessing the scripture, confessing it every day. She didn't feel like it. Her body didn't feel like it. Her body was weak. She didn't have the energy. She dragged herself around, confessing the scripture. In the beginning, it didn't look like nothing happened. That's why you gotta be careful. You got to trust almighty in faith. Don't go by what your eyes say. Don't go how your body feel. I'm telling you, it's deception a lot of times. Do you know people got operated on and nothing was wrong with them? I know of a woman that died because of that. The story is going to, the story about that is going to be in my book when I'm going to have it finished editing, have it published. That story is going to be in that book. That story actually is in the book. And it's a sad story. The woman didn't have to die, but she listened to her friends. Tell the pastor didn't know what he was talking about. However, when we have faith in the Almighty, when we touch him with the life that we live, things gonna take place. I'm dead serious when I say this. Things that take place when we touch the Almighty with the life that we live. When you live a shabby life, you also touch him. He said, I want you to be hot or cold. He does not like nothing lukewarm. And my family knows me personally that I can't stand lukewarm food. Keep it. I don't want it. It's nasty to me. I'm sorry. It's just the truth. I don't eat cold pizza neither. If it's, if, if it's not boiling hot and, and, and the cheese coming off it, keep it. I know my wife. <laughs> she like, like, that's how I am. She get upset. Well, she said, come on, have you ever eat? No, I want to burn it hot. <laughs> but that's how God wants us to be. Either cold or hot. Not lukewarm, wishy-washy. We need to be righteous before God. We need to understand that God don't change. The Lord is not slack concerning his promises, as many of us count him slack food. We got a lot of nerve. That's why the one of the scriptures I gave you before, the Lord said that he was coming to demand a, a, a Job. 
If he wanted to tell him where were you when I did all that stuff. And that's the same thing with us. God didn't have to spare your life. He could have spared somebody else. We need to get this thing right and do it right and live right. But you know, I'm like, let's move on. Let's go to Isaiah chapter 13. Isaiah chapter 13. Isaiah chapter 13. Isaiah chapter 13 and verse 6. Listen to this. Isaiah chapter 13 and verse 6 says, How ye for the day of the Lord is at hand, and it shall come as destruction from the Almighty. I'll read it again. How ye for the day of the Lord is at hand, and it shall come as a destruction from the Almighty. You got to understand something about this. You got to understand something. God never originally intended to destroy anybody. But man plays with God, plays with the devil, and then got the nerve to be upset with God. The Bible tells us the day of the Lord is going to come as a thief in the night. When you're doing your things, the Lord's going to return. He first is going to snatch away his church. Some people are going to be in church shouting. Some preachers are going to be preaching. Oh, they're going to still be preaching all that good stuff, hooked up messages, and get left behind. Many people are going to be in church with their hypocrite self. They're going to be left behind. It's not no joke. And the day of the Lord is going to take place. And there's going to be a seven-year tribulation on this earth. You ain't never seen nothing like this. You're going to have to take the mark of the beast. Buy and sell food. You want to go on a cruise, you're going to have to take the mark of the beast. You want to fly to Jamaica, you're going to have to have the mark of the beast. I'm not making this stuff up. What amazes me about mankind is we can believe in all space stuff. Battlestar Galactica, Star Wars, uh, uh, um, all the different shows they have. But we refuse to believe that God is real. We refuse to believe that God exists. And you're going to put judgment on us. But only reason judgment is coming is because of man wickedness. That's it. God wants to fellowship with us. God wants to spend time with us. But we're not interested. We're interested in getting rich and die trying. We're interested in having the best of this. We want to live comfortable. We want this. We, 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 we want, want, want. I, I, I. That's all. Preachers are so busy trying to get the biggest mansion, the biggest church. The biggest congregation, but yet cannot lead the people to glory. I always say this, and it's true. The life you live will speak for you. You ain't fooling nobody. You fooling yourself. You can't cite God because he's been here before all of us. I had to get that in my thick skull. You ain't fooling God. You fooling yourself. 
The Bible said, gifts and calling come to without repentance. You don't have to be saved to preach, but you're going to be lost in the end for doing that. Look at that verse one more time. Verse 6 of chapter 13 of Isaiah says, How ye for the day of the Lord is at hand. It shall come as destruction from the Almighty. Well, if you're not saved, check this out. And the rapture caught up, takes place. And you in a plane, or you in a train, or you in a car, the motorman is saved. The pilots are saved. The person driving the car is saved. And all of a sudden, in the blink of an eye, twinkling of an eye, the rapture takes place and they get snatched. Those cars and those planes gonna crash. And you're going to die. That's right. You're going to die because I, it's very rarely people survive plane crashes. Very rare. But when the plane goes down, boom, you're going into eternity unsaved. And you'll stand before an angry God. The Almighty don't play. He does pass judgment. People say, oh, God is love. He said he is our God of love, but he's also a God of judgment. He said, why call me Lord, Lord, and don't do the things that I say do? He says, search the scripture. Well, and you think you have eternal life, and many people have testified about it and did not have it when they read the word of God for themselves. A lot of people go by what preachers say. The preacher is jumping out, nah, nah, and they screaming and yelling, and everybody saying, amen. And then when service over, somebody asks you, what was service about? Oh, I don't know. The people are so excited. <laughs> Nobody know what the man was saying because he was obedient. I actually been in the service like that. I had a brother tell me exactly what the preacher was doing. I'll never forget this. I thought he was pulling my leg. He said, I'm going to tell you right now. What he gonna do is say, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus, hallelujah, thank you, to the whole service. Now, I'm like, I'm not paying him nobody. He don't know what he's talking about. I'm serious. That's all that preacher did. He got the mic from start to finish. All he said was, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. People were jumping up and down. I was stunned. He never talked to them about God's word, being saved, nothing. All that man said is, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus, the whole time. And they were jumping up and down. No. The organ going dun, 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 dun. Ain't nobody got saved because nobody knew what saw what you was about because nobody heard nothing about God. All he said was hallelujah. Thank you. He played a little sight game. He played the little sight game. And when he died, he psyched his third wife by leaving her nothing. <laughs> she wound up homeless. I'm not making it up. People do things. Gifts and calling comes without repentance. Because a guy said he's reverend so-and-so, a bishop so-and-so. You got to know if these people really say. They're playing with your soul, not mine. Verse 6 again. How ye for the day of the Lord is at hand. It shall come as destruction from the Almighty. People think God is mean at times. He's not. Judgment falls because of your deeds. That scripture say that says, "Why well, call me Lord, Lord, and do not the things I say do?" It's real. But a lot of times, people don't know how to do God's will because they won't listen to the Word of God. They won't read the Bible for themselves. They think that oh, it's okay, everything's okay, everything's not okay. Bad things happen to people. I know a young lady today. 
She got raped. I felt so bad when she told me she got raped. However, the story about her getting raped is something else. She was taught by her parents not to go to certain places. She was determined to do what she wanted to do. Her friend took her to a place, a party, and left her there. There was no way for her to get home. And one of the guys there offered to take home me raped her. She couldn't do nothing. She was where she wasn't supposed to be, number one. You cannot, I'm, this is, this is, I, I mean, it's not a funny situation. If you put yourself in a position where God can't do his job for you, he can't help you. You say, well, God is everywhere. He can stop anything. Yes, he can. I'm going to say that scripture again. Why call me Lord, Lord, and do not the things I say to She had no business in that, that club, number one. She had no business there. She went around saying she was saved at the time. She had no business in the club. She was following everybody that was unsaved. What you expect? Something's going to go wrong. You say and you say, and you're running with nobody. Everybody's unsaved. They're not thinking about God. You're fooling yourself. Something is going to go wrong. Like the young lady that went to this man's house witnessing and wind up pregnant. God didn't send her. She went on her own. Because he sent people out by two. God's not dumb. We got to do this the right way if we want God's blessings on our lives. I'm serious. Preachers get caught up in all kinds of scandals if they just follow the rules that we have. They don't want to do it. They're doing it their way. They're going to have the sister come into their office, close the door behind them, and then that sister can accuse them of messing with them and all kinds of stuff. Wise men of God going to keep that door open or he's going to have a mother or somebody there with him. He's going to cover himself. That's why the scriptures say, why call me Lord, Lord, and do not the things I say do. It's right in here. It's right in the Bible. It teaches how to govern ourselves. Oh, it's just the truth. Touching the Almighty. That's the message today. Touching the Almighty. We can't get God to work in our behalf when we don't do right. I'm telling you, he's a righteous God, but he does not like sin. Let's move on. Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 18. We're just about finished. 2 Corinthians chapter 6. And verse 18. Listen to this verse. This is what God wants us to have. This is how God wants us to be. Listen to this. Second Corinthians chapter 6, verse 18 says, And I will be a father unto you, and you shall be my sons and my daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. I'll read it again. And I will be a father unto you when ye shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. I want to clear something up. People seem to confuse Jesus and God. Jesus Christ was God in the flesh. But Jesus Christ is not his father. I want to say it again. Jesus Christ was a representative for God in the flesh, the official 
representation because they were prophets. But Jesus Christ was the Son of God and he was the God in flesh for us that died and rose on the third day. So this scripture here said, I will be a father unto you and you shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. The Lord God Almighty is God the Father. Jesus Christ is Lord of Lords and Kings of Kings. And the Savior of the world. People say, I don't understand. How could God come to earth? It ain't no confusion. It's just like a corporation. You got uh, Chase Manhattan Bank. But Chase Manhattan Bank have an international uh, uh, headquarters, and it has a national headquarters, and it has gazillion branches all throughout the United States and internationally. If they could go on the moon, they'd probably have a, a branch on the moon. <laughs> In some cases, you'll see, a, I'm not kidding you about this. I've seen this with my own eyes. In some cases, you'll find a Chase Bank on two blocks. You walk down a block, get another one. I don't know what they, they're trying to get all the money, I guess. Everybody be their customers. But that's corporation. That's why there's God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost. I don't understand why people can't figure out something so simple and we deal with corporations every day. Like Monteferry Hospital here, it has a gazillion small branches under it. I find out there's so many branches under it. Look at this scripture. Verse 18, one more time. I will be a father unto you when ye shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Almighty. He said he wants to be if you allow him. See, people got this all twisted up that God is like a mean monster. No. He said in the verse, I personally want to be a father to you. He's a father to the fatherless. He's the Almighty. He's a father if you treat him as a father. Amen. You can also treat him as your enemy. He will treat you accordingly. That's the scripture. I'm not kidding you. That's why I tell people, leave God, people alone. Because you meddle with God's eye, apple of his eye, he's going to hurt you. He'll probably hurt your whole family. I'm, I wouldn't I play with God. God is not like us. He'll kill you behind. He'll kill your whole family. It's a, why you say that? Because it's true. Read history. That man that took that cursed stuff caused his whole family to be killed. Do not play with God. I know preachers got up there lying. I, I'm not going to say the name, but one man was dying of AIDS, got up and lied and said, I'm on some vegetarian, uh, 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 I'm on a vegetarian uh, 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 diet. He was dying of AIDS, sleeping with those boys. Nasty. You got to call it what it is. Come on. We got to live holy. We got to live right. We got to be righteous and treat people right and start messing with these young kids. I will be a father unto you, and ye shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Almighty. That's what God wants. That's the relationship God wants. He wants us to be his father, and we be his children, and real fathers look after their children. Amen. He takes good care of his children. Amen. Let's move on. Let's go to Psalm 91, and we finish for today. I said for today. Psalm 91. This is a popular verse. Psalm 
Psalm 91. And verse 1. Listen to what it says. Look at that verse. Psalm 91 and 1 says, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Hallelujah. I'll read it again. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. You covered. Did you hear what I said? When you're under the shadow of the Almighty, you're covered. But I'm going to tell you something. God does not cover up sin. I'm going to say it again. God does not cover up sin. Read the story of David. All these preachers running around saying, I want to be like David. I don't want to be like David. I want to be like Christ Jesus. I don't want to be like David. I heard all these preachers saying, I'm like David. Well, then you're adulterous and a murderer. Stop claiming stuff. Stop aiming stuff and live for God. He that abideth, I'll read it one more time. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the Almighty. You got to find where the secret place of the Most High is. That's why you got to live right. Many years ago, I was. I driving. I had a dream that I was getting ready to get into an accident with a police car. Police officer was gonna die in a dream. The next day, I was on my way to church in Connecticut, where I was pastoring. And as I was driving, I was telling my wife the story. As the word fell from my well, my mouth. The dream actually was coming to pass. This, I, I can never figure this out to this day. Why I was driving a car and telling my wife the dream, the dream actually came alive and started happening. Amen. And somehow I was able to command all the cars in back of me to stop. It happened. It happened. It really happened. The reason why the cop almost got killed because, you know, you had that little pass-through, uh, cut-through that they cut through. He came flying through without any siren or nothing. I missed him by half an inch in a dream and in reality because he wanted to pull this lady over all the way on the other side to give her a ticket. But that man don't know that God's grace and mercy with him that day. It was nothing good about him. He had no siren or nothing. Uh, nothing, but it's God's mercy. And it's God's mercy that we can touch the Almighty. I hear that scripture saying that he touched with the, uh, the feelings of our infirmities in our body when we're sick and not well. God is a healer because he said, I sent my word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction if you want to be delivered. If you want to be healed, if you want to be made whole, step up to the plate. If you want to be made whole. Amen. The Bible says, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, neither has it entered into the hearts of men the things that God has prepared for them and love him. 
And then it picks up the sin. Another scripture says, no good thing what I will withhold from them that walk right before me. Stop trying to outsmart God. Stop trying to outsmart him. Stop trying to outsmart God. Every day. If there's one that don't know the Lord today as your personal Savior, uh, let us pray right now. Bow your head and let's pray the simple prayer. I have no magic or no woo-woo-woo to give you. I'm just going to pray a simple prayer. And if you accept Christ as your personal Savior, he'll come into your life. Let's pray. Repeat after me. Lord Jesus, come on now. Lord Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. Come into my life. Come into my heart and save me right now. Sanctify me according to your word. Give me to know that I have eternal life in Jesus' name. Thank you for dying on the cross and rising on the third day and being ascended on high for me. I thank you for saving me right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Now listen before you go. You can visit our website, www.tabernacleofdeliveranceinc.org, and you can leave a prayer request. Testimony, or you can become a partner to help us uh, financially with the uh, broadcast that we do. We do so many broadcasts. And starting in May, we will be releasing, finally releasing a um, Bible study channel. We'll have our own channel with Bible study 24 hours a day. Nothing but Bible study 24 hours a day. So you'll be able to bring your friends and stuff to watch the Bible study. As some of y'all watch the TV broadcast on the Daily Gospel Network, but we'll also have our own television channel for the Bible study. All right, beloved, until Wednesday night Bible study at 8.15, get a hold of the Almighty and live right before God. God bless.